and welcome to Lit Liturgy. This is Becca Midiki Conlon. I'm the pastor at St. Paul's Lutheran Church on the south side of Easton, Pennsylvania. And this is Lydia Apostle, the pastor of Family of God Lutheran Church in Buckingham, Pennsylvania, just an hour north of Philly. And we are Lit Liturgy, your most favoritist, extremely favorite, worship creative podcast. Lit, of course, meaning amazing, awesome, happening, popping, radical, and super, super awesome, but also... And super, super awesome. Super, right? super awesome. It means that we are drunk, and we are not going to get <laughs> drunk today, because this is going to be a mini-sode. Uh, yay! Uh, so we actually aren't even drinking as much as chewing Popping today. cherries. <laughs> we have some. <laughs> Sounds so bad. <laughs> so I was gifted with some fireball cherries. Maraschino cherries. So. Uh, and so that's what we're going to be doing. Yeah, for nice. our, like, shots episode. So, at some point, we will swear, because, you know, we've already made a reference about pop and cherries, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> it was begging to happen. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, and also thank you to Brian O'Dean for our theme music. Can't yeah. forget him. Yeah. So, as I alluded to, we are, this is a mini-sode, so uh, we are headed out uh, tomorrow to the Festival of Homiletics, as this is Sunday, the 12th, that we are recording this on. And so we thought, and we're going to be doing some episodes from there, but we wanted to make sure that we got the June shots out to everyone. So we're doing that now, and hopefully Woo. this will drop in your feed tonight or tomorrow morning. And we so. got to go quick because battery life is short. <laughs> so here we go. There we quick shots. So starting off with June 9th, Pentecost. Woohoo! If you want a really full explanation of what we suggest to do for the exciting day of Pentecost, check out our full-on Pentecost chaos episode but just to go through a little bit and remind oh yeah i should, i need to do the cherry um that is just riveting podcast right now oh Ooh. Ooh, that's tasty <laughs> so as i'm chewing um check out our previous episode but to go through it quickly with you right now the gospel is john 14 8 through 27 the advocate is coming and jesus says my peace i leave with you my peace i give to you you could talk about what an advocate is and how you advo- advocate or be an advocate for others. Um, you could do some sort of letter writing campaign. You could write about some issue that is really pertinent or um, your congregation is really passionate about. For example, education reform, prison reform, food justice, uh, anything from the state, local, governmental, national, national levels. Write your officials. I have learned that one handwritten letter is worth 100 phone calls on these issues to your elected officials and emails and emails um so handwritten letters are really important letting them know what that as people of faith we do we Mm -hmm. care about uh other people and you know the environment too uh you could also talk about peace and how what you do to demonstrate peace you could have some sort of meditation and embody inner peace during your worship you could do something that works for peace have some sort of education or workshop or just talk about peace between people uh political parties which is huge right which now. which is really big right now and more of that peace <laughs> if you have a lot of tension in your neighborhood between uh different uh factions or gangs or something like that you could even you could either t- also talk about within families i think all pastors have stories about families who treat each other extremely like shit yeah (laughs) and we could start there and really do some work there but let's also be honest most likely you aren't going to preach on john 14 that day so yeah 
Pentecost. Because it's Pentecost. Because it's Pentecost. So moving on to Acts 2, which is sort of the main... The meat. The meat. The main thing. Put some special effects in that reading. There's a lot of great stuff you can do. Have some wind. Make some noises. Have some... Well, don't have fire. Well, you can have fire. You can have fire very carefully. Like candle fire, not like bonfire. Yeah. Unless you're outside, you could do that. Yeah. Uh, So work that into your reading because there's a lot of dynamic things happening. You could have, obviously, people read the reading in uh, different languages. You could either do the whole passage or you could pull out John 3.16 and have that example in different languages. Jesus loves you. I've done that a lot in different languages. Um, And add some different modern languages to the list in verses 9 through 11. For example, depending on where you live, if you have a lot of of Spanish speakers or Native American speakers or uh, immigrants and refugees from other countries, include uh, Amharic and Tigrinya and other languages kind of in that list as well. This is also a great day, as we alluded to, for an outdoor service, especially if you want to incorporate fire. Especially if there's weather. Right now it's very windy, though it is rainy. Um, You could chance it and have something outside. Also, be sure to include lots of red. It's one of the few days we get that's red. So have everyone wear red um, and incorporate. You could just decorate everything with flames, fake flames, and kind of just go nuts. So Excellent. Yeah. The next day is, or next Sunday, June 16th, is Holy Trinity. Uh, last year's episode where we talked all about it is called the Triple tri- Trifecta, so go check that out. Um, the Gospel, though I think Holy Trinity, the lessons change every year. So our lessons are a little different. Yeah. But at least you can get some ideas about the th- idea. So text for the day is John 16, 12 through 15. The Spirit of Truth is coming and all the Father has is mine. Uh, you can do a lot with future visioning, so you can talk about the spirit that is coming. Um, with the spirit coming, what will you or your congregation do when it comes? And realize that the spirit has already come. So do some like vision focusing thing um, along the same lo- uh, same lines. There is with all uh, all that the Father has as mine. You can do some asset mapping, which is when you take a bazillion post-it notes and you write down everything that you already have available to you, whether that's something physical or gifts and skills that, that people in your congregation has, like somebody is a great sewer and somebody else is a great woodworker. And then you can maybe look at some of those future visionings and you can match them up to maybe create a new ministry that you already have the gifts and skills in your congregation for because your father, are, you know, our father, God has already given us the skills to do these gifts. Uh, Romans 5, 1 through 5 is the um, New Testament reading for that day. That's the suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. So it's take some time to actually name sufferings that people have right now, whether that's something that's the physical ailments or it's another suffering in terms of uh, relationships that they are having issues with or other things, and have people write them down. And you can maybe do on both sides of a sheet of paper, on one side do uh sufferings and on the other side do hopes or you maybe do it at one end of the paper and the other and you can talk about what are the steps that you need to go from suffering to hope but also lift up the fact that some of those sufferings are not going to end like people who have a lot of physical disabilities they aren't going to end anytime soon so yeah but how do we get from one from that suffering to that hope all right uh, June 23rd, Acts 8, or uh, Acts 8, uh, Luke 8, 26 Yay, back to Luke. Woo, yeah, finally back to Luke. This is the story of Jesus casting the demons out 
um, is it, uh, it's the, the demons called Legion, and they come out of the man, and they go into the pigs, and then yeah. the pigs run off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could uh, act out this story, and especially if you have some kids, and you could have them be the pigs. Yeah, I think the kids <laughs> would love to be the pigs. Right, and then you could play something like the dead cow game. If you know what, what that is. No, what's You've the dead, dead cow? No. It, all it is is, like, you... The kids, like, lay on the ground and have to, like, be... It's one of those games where you have to try not to laugh, and so one person goes around and tries to get ever, gets the dead cows, quote-unquote, to laugh. And if you uh, laugh, then you become the person who wanders around. And, ah, okay. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, dead cow! Fun or maybe call it dead church. pig. Dead pigs, yeah. <laughs> play that with your youth group or play that with your kids in worship. Um... Yeah, fun times. <laughs> it's a great story. So the last verse is, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So Jesus turns this guy away and says, no, I don't want you to be follow me. I want you to go out and tell people about mm-hmm. what's happened. So talk about what Jesus has done for you and have people proclaim, maybe even through social media, tweet, Instagram, whatever, what God has done for them. And do some, maybe we want to do some educating around if you have an older congregation who isn't as savvy with social media. But that could, this could be a good excuse for that. The thematic reading is from Isaiah 65. The first part is God is like, you know, I, I'm here and you didn't find me. So you could have them, everyone, you could play like a little mini game of hide and seek, especially since God is like, hey, guys, hey, I'm right here and you're not finding me. What's going on? So make it easy. The semi-continuous reading is from 1 Kings 19. It's the story of Elijah under the broom tree being fed, and then it's the part that comes afterwards, the still small voice where Elijah comes out of the cave. It's a great reading. There's lots of really good stuff there. Um, Yeah, a lot of parts. A lot of parts. Three bazillion sermons. Yeah, pretty much. But um, with going with the hunger part, you could do talk about something... Related to a 40, you could have a 40-hour famine. Those are really, have a lot of really great activities related to that. Also, focusing on the moment of silence or finding God in the silence, you could borrow a bit from the traditional Quaker service, which is pretty much all silence mm-hmm. until someone feels moved to speak. Maybe you don't want to do a whole serv- service like that. Maybe just do the sermon or maybe a moment. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, if you're, if this is not the norm in your congregation, I wouldn't go from you know, have an entire Quaker service, but you yeah. can maybe do a minute or two. Yeah. Because people who aren't used to silence, two minutes is about max before they start to get a little anxious. Yeah, people get a little anxious about that, so we could have a really long period of silence right now. Yeah. Let's not. Time. Let's not. Because <laughs> riveting, riveting podcast. Uh, June 30th is Luke 9, 51 through 62. Foxes have holes that Birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay its head. So decorate about animals. You can also talk about animal habitats and maybe do a project to protect and restore habitats near you. You can do something where you build birdhouses or bat houses that you're going to put around your property, um, the church property, or invite people to take them home with them to put up near there. Uh, You can also do something where you go back to that advocating from... uh, Pentecost and have some time of advocating to protect wildlands or wetlands near you. Uh, And then there's the part about let the dead bury their own dead. So you can talk about funeral practices and maybe even invite a funeral director to do some pre-planning, have forms available so that people can write what their preferred hymns and scriptures are. uh, If they, uh, I think often when we talk about a a funeral pre-planning, it's like, 
where you're going to be buried and if you're going to be buried or cremated, but we don't talk a lot about the funeral service itself. So maybe talk about that. Um, you can then make copies of it, place a copy in the church record, have people take over uh, something home for their own records. So just so it's planned, it's something that one less thing for their family members to worry about and figure out in the days after or f- they die. Or feel awkward yeah. asking leading up to it. Yes. Yeah. So that it's there and it's half. Uh, so you can do it tactfully, and most funeral directors are really good about that. Um, I have funeral directors who are church members, and they are fabulous. Excellent. So I would suggest if you do not have funeral directors that are church members, reach out to your local funeral home. I'm sure you already have those relationships because clergy tend to. Likely. Uh, the thematic Old Testament reading is First Kings 19 through uh, 19, and there's a bunch of weird passages it's when elijah anoints elisha um you can have the time of an anointing one another for blessing and for service so call one another to go and do um to be in service especially as elisha then became service and then relate it but not is the semi-continuous reading is second kings 2 where elijah is taken to heaven and it's a good day to acknowledge transition and leadership, especially this is the end of June. So some churches, that's the end of their fiscal year, but it's definitely that transitional period between uh, school years where a lot of actual leadership takes place over the school year and not then. So you can maybe do something about uh, lifting up people who have been leaders who might be ready to let go of some of their leadership and then passing it on to the new leaders, whether that's Sunday school teachers, but also like the person who you know your altar gill or ushers or whatever it cases and lift up those people who are ready to quote retire from their ministry or wanting to retire from that ministry to take on a new ministry and then also lift up the new one do the transition hand it off um this reading is great as far as there's a lot of great artwork about it so you can do something about looking at the artwork of the scene and maybe having people draw it themselves and how they would depict it so if you have uh, ability to do projection it would be great to find all sorts of artwork about this whirlwind and the chariot of fire that happened and then you can also do the song no i'm just kidding chariots of fire oh <laughs> sorry it's like what song ask. days of elijah what? that one too <laughs> uh, but you can also do a little science fair and make those a uh, whirlwinds in a bottle that happen <gasps> uh where you fill up a bottle of water and you it looks uh, like a tornado yeah that the one? tornadoes in the bottle yes. yeah so you can make those. That might be a great uh, children's sermon prop for that day. Pre-VBS something. Yes. Yeah. Or not even pre-VBS, just because it is fun. This reading for that day. So and if you want more, come to Vacation Bible School. If you're having if it. If you're having it. And haven't had it already. Right. So. Yeah. Well, depending on what's going It doesn't have to be VBS related, Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> So, so yay! That's part of most of our super short podcast today. Yeah, that's those are our shots. Um, our chaser is so uh, is a podcast that just had its first episode. It's called the Jesus John J A W N by Jason Chestnut and Lenny Duncan, who are two Lutheran pastors. Um, their first episode just dropped, and John is apparently a Philly term. Yes, that kind of means anything. Just it's like a person, place, or thing that there's no other word to describe it. I'm probably describing that wrong. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a catch-all term for um, stuff. 
and they talk about religion, the intersection of religion and politics, what's going on in the world at the moment. They have special guests. Actually, they their first episode had um, the creator of the Our Bible app, which we've plugged in the past. So go check that out. We'll send a link. We'll or we'll sh- we'll uh, share a link to that. And uh, yeah, they they since they were just born, <laughs> we celebrate their birth. <laughs> So, as we also said at the last podcast, we are uh, going to the Festival of Homiletics, and we will be hoping to do maybe some mini-episodes. We haven't quite figured it out. Yeah, uh, probably, like, reflections on stuff we heard. Yeah. Uh, so, like maybe most evenings we'll try and, since, you know, we are sharing a room, we can <laughs> record for a few minutes of what we thought of for that day as we sit, in, you know, in my sister's old bedroom. <laughs> So excited. Yeah, it'll be really exciting. We're very excited to go. (laughs) Yes. Uh, It'll be my first. Yeah, same. Oh, yeah, that's right. So uh, in the meantime, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We'll update you there as well about things that are happening uh, for Festival of Homiletics-wise and as we geek out, as we meet some people that are awesome. Yeah. So uh, both uh, first, uh, <laughs> we only had one two charities each. <laughs> uh, Facebook and Twitter, you can find us at Lit Liturgy. You can also email us at litliturgy at gmail.com. L-I-T-L-I-T-U-R-G-Y. And thank you to Brian O'Dean for lovely theme music. And we should also say, if you're going to Festival of Homiletics and you see us, like come and say hi and hang out yeah. and that'll be fun. And one day Lydia bought us these obnoxious <laughs> red shirts that say lit on them. So we They're should great. be easy to spot. We're not going to wear them every day though. No. Um, <laughs> or maybe even all of one day. <laughs> Who knows? So in the meantime, this is Becca. And this is Lydia. And we might need to always drink, even though we didn't drink today <laughs> and plan worship responsibly. We don't have a clink either. No, we don't. That's okay. Clink! Clink!